Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and ACDC in Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today and a high of 44. Tonight, light rain. Then converting over to showers overnight, low of 40. And for tomorrow, partial, uh, partially sunny. Well, especially later in the day and a high of 59. It's 27 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Comedian uh, Steve Beccarelli is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock in the studio. Talking to him about some upcoming shows. One he's doing with Steve that's already sold out. And a bunch of other stuff. So there you go. It's just about 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. One with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy today with some rain showers this afternoon with a high of 44. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. Looking at 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Do it once, do it right. Aqua Pump. How about some Hollywood yeah, Trash with Steve yeah. and Nagel on Rock 102? Uh, Stephanie Macho from TLC's 90 Day Fiance. You ever seen this show? I have, but I don't know who that one was. Well, anyway, uh, the, the franchise is now selling her farts in jars. And she claims she made $45,000 a week uh, off of her flatulence. Okay, I uh, I think I know which one this is. I'm sitting on $2 million there, boy. Listen, I think of all the money yeah. I let slip through my fingers. Right. Uh, in an Instagram video titled, A Day in the Life of the Girl Who Sells Her Farts in a Jar. Pretty good title for a video. It sure is. She reveals the tools of her trade, which include organic protein, beans, a protein muffin, yogurt, and hard-boiled eggs. Once she consumes all of that, she waits for her body to gas up. Then she lets it rip. She puts flower petals in the jar because they, quote, attach the scent and make it last longer. Okay, uh, so here's the thing. It's not so much I don't have a problem with her doing this. Uh-huh. I just wonder who's actually shelling out hard-earned cash for this. Well, because uh, you know a lot what, of I can do it. I can do the almost the same exact thing at home, virtually for free. Did you ever see? Uh the movie, the TV show, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Did you see that? I did. Did you just get to the part where they were selling the panties? Yes. The worn panties? Yes. There are a lot of people out there that like this kind of thing, and more people than you think like this kind of thing. Sure, I understand that, and, and I can understand uh, the appeal of, of, of underpants, but farting in a jar and then putting it for sale... Mm. And then saying, hey, you know what would be a great stocking stuff for this holiday season? Yeah. Jar farts. Yeah. And get this, in a follow-up video, well, first of all, each jar comes with a personal note. So, at least you get that. In a follow-up video, Stephanie says that the farts last about two days, and she thinks people want to buy her farts because she has a good personality and she's hot. Uh, she also claims to have uh, filled and sold 97 jars so far. And in an interview with In Touch Weekly, she says she's made more than $90,000 to date. That's insane. So, uh... Each jar is 100 bucks. Would that assu- would that then assume that everything would have to be delivered absolutely positively overnight? I guess it would be, yeah. Especially you- when you're loading up on all those protein and beans and everything like that. Because if you've got a two-day shelf life... Yeah. Then I would think, you know, you ha- then shipping... Must be the most crucial part of this exchange. I was going to say, well, if you have a flower pet, you know what? Who's to say that she's even doing this? Anybody could take a mason jar and put a flower petal in it and said, yeah, here, my fart was in this. Are are you telling me there's a chance this is not a legitimate business proposition? 
Yeah, right? I find that very hard to believe. Man, I wish I could go back to the days of hangovers and go breathe into a jar and go, here, here's uh, here's my hangover breath. It smells like vodka and eggs. Good God. Uh, anyway, uh, you can uh, you can purchase these things for $100 a piece. You can buy them at her naughty page on unfiltered.com without the E, which is uh, more or less another OnlyFans type of site. I gotta get on this OnlyFans thing. Yeah, I know nobody <laughs> wants to, nobody wants to see me uh, my my boobs. No, I don't think anybody does. But boobs. you know what? If someone's willing to buy a fart in a jar, you yeah. never never rule yourself out. Uh, a list of things that happened this year that you might have forgotten includes uh, the Bernie Sanders mitten meme. Do you remember that? I do. Little Nas X's Satan shoes. You remember that? Not sure I do. And Dolly Parton recreating her 1978 Playboy cover. I unfortunately I remember that. There's a certain certain point where you can say, all right, Dolly, it's time to hang them up. Uh, Literally. I don't think she can hang them up. I think she can. I think they can. Without the uh, the support, I believe they flop down to her knees at this Um, point in her life. I I think there's enough mass in there. They're not going anywhere. I don't know. Uh, Flava Flav was driving outside of Los Angeles yesterday when a boulder rolled down a hill and smashed into his car. He's okay, but it could have been a lot worse. He said, I came very close to death, and I'm super grateful to be alive. Yeah, boy. Who is that? That's Flava Flav. No kidding. Yeah. Really thought that was more on the Chuck D side of it. Yeah, no, it was uh, Flava Flav. Uh, there's a growing movement online to get Marvel to recast T'Challa. Ch- 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 I don't know. Uh, did you see Black Panther? I did not. All right. Well, I don't know who these people are. Uh, T'Challa from Black Panther and keep him alive. And Chadwick Boseman's own brother thinks Chadwick would want that too because he's such a powerful role model for black kids. I don't even okay. know. I never saw the movie, so I don't even know. I, don't, I haven't either. But somebody out there is going, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's well, a good move. Yeah, let's keep that character going. Harry Styles raised over $1 million for nonprofit charities during his Love On tour. He also helped reduce the use of plastics and saved a total of 33,940 plastic bottles. Well, that's so a nice he, story. He's not just a heartthrob. He cares about the environment, too. I think that's uh, quite admirable. You know, I won't even me. listen to boy bands unless there's some sort of uh, ecological benefit. Oh, no. This is no longer the boy band, Bax. He's on his own. No, I know he's uh, transitioned into what uh, Justin Timberlake used to be back when, uh, you know, he was younger than the age of 45. But uh, if there's not an ecological benefit to me listening to him, you will not find me listening to him. Well, I mean, that's kind of silly to keep yourself sheltered from that, don't you think? Do you know the, uh, the guys in 98 Degrees once burned a hole in the ozone layer? Did they really? Yeah. Because it went from 98 degrees to something much hotter. Oh, see, uh, that's why I didn't like them. They were ruining the environment way back. I've in the always 90s. thought that was the case. You remember when uh, Tori Lanez shot Megan the Stallion in a foot, uh, <sighs> the Stallion in a foot after a party in the summer of 2020? Oh, I vaguely remember <coughs> that. Allegedly, of course. Well, there was a preliminary hearing yesterday, and we found out a few more details. An officer testified that Tori shouted "Dance, bitch!" before he pulled the trigger. He also apologized and begged not to begged Megan not to say anything. He even offered her money and tried to get some sympathy by telling her he was already on parole. Oh, come on. I know I shot you in the foot, but I'm already on parole. So is he asking her to dance before or after she shot him? He shot him in the foot. Uh, after. After. 
he shot it. It's really hard to clog yeah. when you've got a hole in your foot that's bleeding. Uh, after the hearing, Tory tweeted his re- uh, rebuttal. He said, quote, Nah, I need someone to report what was really said in court today. 45 minutes of my lawyer star- uh, stating contradictory evidence that proves my innocence should never come back as one false story forced to the media. Even though I pulled the trigger and uh, shot her in the <laughs> even foot. Though I, even though I shot her in the foot and made her dance. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This year, don't just get ready. Dear, don't just get <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Queen on Rock 102. Cloudy with rain today, high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I, uh, I, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I can't uh, remember. Here's, here's 50 bucks back for you for Christmas. $50? Why would I give you $25? We said, we just, uh, just said 50. Why are you telling me to give you twenty dollars? What are you trying to jack me down now? What I is don't this? I know what you're talking about. You wanted um, to know what you were ju- what you were just gonna th- what you're just gonna say. I predicted what you were gonna say, and now you're haggling. Well, uh, I don't know why you'd want to g- me to give you five dollars because ridiculous. you said you wanted to know what you were thinking, uh, and I thought that maybe this was gonna be our secret Santa. I could no, our secret Santa is Friday at the uh, company Christmas party. Uh, imagine though setting up your whole house for the holidays. Yeah, and this happens. A mom in Northern Ireland named Laura McGill. <laughs> McGill. What a very Irish name, huh? That's, that's the truth. Thought it would be fun if an actor dressed up as the Grinch and came to her house and messed with her children. You know, just like most normal parents would do. Sure. Uh, the ad for it said just over $100. The Grinch would have a pillow fight with them, toilet paper their Christmas tree, and pose for pictures. But things took a turn when he started a food fight with her son. So all of the expensive cookies, candy, and other treats she put out ended up all over the floor of her living room. Oh, what a mess that had to be. He also threw eggs, poured dish soap on the kitchen floor, broke several ornaments, and dumped a full bottle of juice on her son's head. She posted some before and after photos on Facebook and shared them on Twitter. Um, I don't remember the Grinch being a vandal, vandalism, uh, vandalist, you know what I mean? Steve, he was stealing the who hash. Yeah, but he took the stuff. He didn't like destroy. He didn't like start ripping fixtures off the wall and. The hell he didn't. Did you see how he took all of the lights and the garland and the trees? Of he, the, the, he took everything. Yes, but he packed it up in his bag. He didn't. Uh, just, he didn't throw eggshells everywhere. Where was the eggs? Who threw eggs? All right, so maybe there wasn't a food fight, but I think we can all comfortably assume that the Grinch himself mm. was a big fat rat bastard. Most people feel like the Grinch guy did take it too far, but others say she hired the Grinch and got the Grinch, so that's what's the problem. The company that hires him out refused to apologize for it. They claim Laura's sister actually hired them and was told exactly what would happen. They say they've done 30 other Grinch visits this year and no one else has complained. Uh, For what it's worth, there's a shot of uh, uh, Laura's young son standing in the kitchen covered in food, and he looks like he had the best time ever. You know, I'm sure he did, but, you know, there's a lot of effort and love 
an expense to making all of those holiday treats. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't see anyone you know, delivering uh, Christmas cookies to my house or a, a delightful fruitcake or maybe a nutty Yule log. This guy really trashed this house. Yeah, sounds like it. He did. I'm looking at these pictures. The kid is covered. The kid looks he looks like he's dressed like the dog. Okay, right? like Max. Yeah, and then uh, he's his face is covered in like food coloring <laughs> and strawberries. All right, what kid's not going to enjoy that? But what parent looks at that and says, what did we get ourselves into? I wouldn't mind doing this for my kids if it was in like a neutral zone. Like, let's take you to a living room setting. We're, we'll pretend we're on the Grinch set. They'll, he'll come in and uh, start destroying everything. And then you have a cleanup crew that takes care of everything at the end. See, I would say this is the an outside activity. You yeah. want to have a food fight, go ahead, take your food out there. You start throwing around the backyard. But y'all be damned if anyone's going to mess up my house so close to Christmas when I'm going to have to clean the house you know, within 10 days to get everybody here, including Santa Claus... I'll be damned if you're going to mess up the, this house so yeah. close to the holidays. Yeah, damn you. Yeah, you're not going to put my foot down. I don't know. I mean, if you have kids, your house isn't clean anyway. You ever been in a real, uh, real good food fight? No, I've never been in one. I got to tell you, freaking blast! I have a, uh, I have a detention slip uh, from uh, the eleventh grade. Really? Uh, that says uh, Steve got up and threw a muffin at another student. What kind of? What kind of muffin? It was a blueberry muffin. Ooh, that's a good one. That was the only kind they had. <laughs> they didn't offer you anything else at the lunch table. But, uh, yeah, I got uh, I got disciplined. Really? You're beating the kid right up the head? Yeah, three days after school detention for that. Throwing for a, a muffin? Muff throwing a muffin. And you know what? Uh, my uh, recollection of the events uh, that happened on that sheet of paper did not happen in real life. Right. I've, I don't believe I was the assailant. I've, uh, I've recounted this story uh, multiple times. Uh -huh. uh, back in college, I had a food fight with Chris Farley at a uh, all-night chili restaurant. Oh, very nice. Yeah, well, we were chucking uh, oyster crackers at each other. And when I'm talking about oyster crackers, I'm not just talking like you know, one or two. I'm talking these things came in a cardboard box Yeah, that was about the size of like a, like a small ottoman. So you were throwing handfuls of oyster crackers at the restaurant? I would say more than handfuls, almost to the point where it was like bucket loads of, uh, of oyster crackers. And we were both kicked out and told never to come back. We got back the next day, and it was like as if nothing had changed. Well, uh, nothing did change. Nothing did change. Yeah. But that was uh, that was a food fight I was in, and that's uh, something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Yeah, I never uh, I never experienced the food fight. Uh, the kids in my high school were not that type. That's why I got in trouble. Somebody ratted me out. Well, you were the new kid school, right? No, no, no. This, this was is still uh, this in New was, Jersey. Yeah, no, New York State. This oh, okay. I was in upstate New York. I'm uh, tell you. Yeah. I know uh, schools don't like when there's a food fight, but as, no. from a child's perspective... It's great oh, fun. Listen, at this point in my life, I feel I feel bad for the janitorial staff that has to clean all that crap up. Well, but cleaning crap up is really what they're they're designed to yeah, do. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, but if in high school, I would have loved to like you know you know whip wads of uh, of the old Jello and dinner rolls and pizza burgers and tater tots all over the place. They the janitorial staff is not there to clean up after uh, your intentional mess. Okay, well then, you the janitorial know, staff is there to, you know, fix lights and electricity and water pipes bursting and 
you know, yes. Yeah, well, uh, part of that is sweeping the floor and mopping it and uh, taking out the trash. Maybe that's, that's today's. Maybe that's today's custodial science. I know back in my day, most of these guys were outside smoking cigarettes and doing shots. Well, that was in your high school. <laughs> that was my high school. Well, but I that's told you back about the, in the '80s. I told you about the guy when we had to we had to get the after school detention till five o'clock. And you had to help out the uh, yeah yeah, and then they were like, yeah, we don't want your help. Oh, why don't you go smoke cigarettes up in the uh, up in the auditorium up there? And how and how effective was that? That was very effective. See, we didn't have to do jack squat, and uh, we got the credit for being after school doing our community service. Most of our janitorial staff didn't have to worry about the food fights. They had to worry about cleaning the floors after kids with black-soled boots would, uh, would would streak up the floors and stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, we talked about that a couple of yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, you know, I honestly, you think about the things that I did when I was in high school. Like, today you would be arrested for those things, for the things that I did. Well, what that, kind of things are you uh, willing to admit here on Rock 102? Well, I, it was, it's, I've talked about it before. I, uh, there was a time when I was a freshman in high school where we decided to be like the Jerky Boys. Oh, and start yeah. making prank phone calls. Yeah, we and did then, that too. Uh, and then we called the uh, the vice principal oh, at man. her home. Yeah, and uh, said some uh, pretty uh, threatening, nasty things to her. Yeah, uh, disguised in a voice, uh, so she didn't know who it was. Uh, and then she, uh, one of the kids that we were with, his mom was best friends with her. So then she uh, called yes. because this was this was a, a home private thing. This yes. wasn't like something we did at the school. Mm-hmm. We did it from one kid's house, and we called the uh, the, the principal or the vice principal uh, on the phone uh, from his house. So it wasn't anything to do with school. Yet we took school punishment for it because that kid whose mom was best friends, she was like, "Hey, maybe your son can get on the phone and identify who this was." <laughs> so then he's like, "No, yeah. no, 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 I don't, I don't know." Well, guess what? Guess what he does? What? He goes on the phone right after his mom gets off the phone, calls the other kid and says, hey, destroy that tape that we made. Oh, no. Right? Really? That's yeah. something you don't you don't put, do that on the phone? So uh, his mom's listening to the ex- on the extension, and she blows everybody in. Oh, my God. I know. Your, I know. your friend is an idiot. And yeah. a backstabbing rat bastard right there. So then, uh, so then they brought us into the office in school. Uh, I think it was like the next day, or maybe it was like two days later, because I think they needed time to kind of collect themselves and go, okay, let's see, what other teachers had prank phone calls over the weekend? (laughs) And that's when it kind of unraveled that we hadn't just done her, we had done... Half the faculty. Well, the social studies teacher who was a dick and uh, the math teacher who she was kind of a bitch. And, you know, we just did what we had to do. Oh, uh, that's good. But, like, now as an adult, I feel so awful about doing that. Yeah, well, it would be harassment, uh, you know, in today's world. It is harassment. It it was definitely harassment. And I'm surprised that they didn't file a criminal complaint against us because, again, it happened off school grounds, off school time. Is there a uh, statute of limitations on this crime? Because I'm wondering if you could be hauled in and extradited back to New York. Yeah, I think the statute of limitations has already passed. Are you sure? I would like to think so, unless, uh, you know, Mrs. Ziola wants to revisit this whole thing and (laughs) ask her why I wanted to beat her over the head with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. 
<laughs> it's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The holidays are here and there's only biggest on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy and rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, coming up later on this morning, comedian Steve Vaccarelli. Uh, you are doing a show with him, uh, I think, what, tomorrow night? That's sold out? Tomorrow at a brewery in Chicopee. Very cool. And then you got uh, some other stuff with him coming up uh, too, right? Oh, we got other stuff. All right, good. So that's coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, and in the meantime, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. So a penguin drives his car to the mechanic shop and says the engine's making a weird noise. A penguin. A penguin. Just Talking. Follow along. All right. right. All right. The mechanic. All right, says the mechanic. Give me a little bit and I'll take a look. In the meantime, you can go to that ice cream shack across the street. So the penguin went and ordered a vanilla ice cream cone because of the flippers, it was very awkward to hold. Right. Yes, suspension of disbelief that he can drive a car, too. But mm-hmm. either way, he can't hold the ice cream. After some juggling... And trying to enjoy the ice cream and keep it from falling to the ground, the penguin ended up getting it all over himself and making a mess. Oh, right? Jesus. And dejected, he went back over to the mechanic shop, and the mechanic was wiping grease off his hands with a rag. And he goes, yep, looks like you blew a couple of seals. And the penguin goes, hey, how'd you know? <laughs> He's a See, it looked like penguin. It looked like he had ice cream, but it looked like something else <laughs> on his chest. <laughs> I don't understand I think I saw that. that. On lobster. I think I saw that on lobster too. At all. <laughs> Booyah! Back. Six thirty. Back to Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It is time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Well, you're very welcome, Steve. Three people were arrested by state police after troopers conducted a traffic stop for a vehicle with a handwritten forged registration plate. Oh. You mean those aren't? Uh... Those aren't good enough. No, you you can't uh, you can't put your own license plate on the back made out of paper. What about it like, has a, to like be a from the RMV? What about like a, like a piece of oak tag or cardboard? Yeah, no, no, it's got to be the actual plate uh, distributed by the Registry of Motor Vehicles. Can I can I at least say uh, license applied for? Is that good enough? No, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, it's not like uh, you know when you're filling out when you were a kid and you said, it said uh, sex. And you wrote, not yet, you know, on the bottom. You, know. <laughs> you did that, too. <laughs> I did, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, on Thursday, hey. December 9th, around 11.15 p.m., a state trooper saw a silver Honda sedan without a license plate on Route 91 northbound in Waitley. A trooper conducted a traffic stop on the vehicle, but the driver was taking an unusual amount of time to stop on the empty road. The trooper then requested backup for the traffic stop. Once other troopers arrived, they approached the vehicle and noticed a handwritten temporary registration number placed on the rear window. The driver of the vehicle, 33-year-old Rosalie Moody of uh, Bar or is it Barry, right? Barry, Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, was only able to provide a Vermont ID card. And from talking to her, troopers learned her license was also suspended. Oh my God! You think she's moody now? What do you? Where do yeah. you get her for that license thing? It's going to put you in a, even a bad moody. Is what's going to happen inside the vehicle? Troopers could see. Uh, clearly see wax folds of heroin and the handle to a revolver in the rear seat next to one of the passengers inside the car. 
Moody and two other passengers, 21-year-old Davin Durant of Springfield and 26-year-old Mariah Benway of Barry, Vermont, were asked to get out of the vehicle. Troopers searched the vehicle and found the suspected revolver to be a CO2-powered pellet pistol. They also discovered approximately 200 grams of crack cocaine, 19 grams of heroin, Ooh. and an assortment of prescription drugs in the possession of Durant. You know, isn't this the way it always is? Women have such a better uh, yeah. handle on multitasking than men would. Yeah, that's you know, true. She's got so much going on in that car. I can't do much more than just maybe yeah. you know, turn on a single song and then maybe uh, follow my navigation system. You know what this woman's biggest mistake is? What? Driving a car. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're women. No. They can't drive cars. Yeah, shouldn't she be home cleaning dishes instead? Making martinis for her husband. Yeah, we're going to hear about that one. I'm sure we are. Uh, they also found a Glock 27 40 caliber handgun with eight rounds of ammunition. None of these three suspects had a license to carry, which is really surprising. That uh, Barely had a license to use the car. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, hey, you know what happened to me uh, yesterday? I forgot to mention this. Uh, I'm in line at the uh, the Dunkin' drive-thru. Yes. And I, uh, I ordered a bagel. Okay. And uh, I get up to the window, and the kid goes, hey, Somebody, uh, the guy ahead of you already paid for your order. No kidding. Yeah, and I'm like... I wish I had ordered more. <laughs> like, I wish I had the full breakfast. I wish yeah. I had gone with a hash brown, maybe a bacon, egg, and cheese, uh, maybe one of them. What do they, what do they got them? Uh, bagel stuffers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get, uh, well, they have to get those, those new yeah. uh, fluffy pancake yeah. dippers now. Oh, yeah. See, I could have I could have enjoyed that. And I wish I had known that somebody was going to pay for my food because yeah, otherwise I, I would have ordered more. Now, what's the deal with that? Because I was telling somebody this yesterday, and he said, well, that means you got to pay for the next person. That's not how that works. No, you usually pay for the guy behind you. Well, that that's what yeah. he was he was suggesting that I should have paid for the person behind me. No. No. You're not under any obligation what, to that. I don't understand this this pay it forward thing. Eventually that doesn't work. Well, it depends on what you're looking to get out of it. I mean, if you're just looking to get out of it, uh, you know, a happy warm feeling that you've done somebody a, a good thing, then that's fine. You shouldn't necessarily have to feel like you're getting anything out of it. Well, uh, d does the person that bought me the $2.59 bagel feel that uh, he did done did something good? He, he probably does. He probably felt like, uh, you know, he did you a, a, a rock solid. Yeah. But where, whereas, whereas uh, you yeah. did not do anything for anybody. Well, because I'm a very generous person to begin with. Yeah, you're all right. I uh, I grabbed $10 out of my girlfriend's hands yesterday to hand to a homeless man on the street. Really? Well, she was ready to take out a couple of bucks, and I just grabbed the 10 and I turned and I handed it to the guy. So I was very grateful. Are you saying that your girlfriend's a little cheap? No, no, not that she's cheap, uh, but that I'm over generous. Yeah. Well, I think you can look at it the other way, that what you did was made her feel cheap. No, 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 no. Normal people would uh, hand out these singles in their in their realm of uh, change. Actually, and stuff. normal people would say, "Piss off, Raggy, and keep moving." Well, yes, but okay. She, she wanted to give this man some money, right? And as she's holding the bills out, I see the ten, and I said, and I just grabbed the ten and I handed it to the guy. See, now I would have grabbed the twenty and said yeah. and asked uh, if he could break change. No, 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 you don't. You don't do that. Well, I would see. I would do that. You only give what you're, what you're, what you can. See, I think what you're comfortable. Yeah, I don't with know. Doing. Sometimes I think you know generosity feels better when it comes with a little bit of cruelty to it. 
Maybe. Yeah, just a little bit. You gotta, you know, I mean, you know, you gotta work for it a little bit. Listen, I still have this plan to go up to those little traffic islands in Holyoke and hand out the Steve Nagel is my safe word T-shirts because yeah. I believe those people would get a lot more money <sighs> wearing those. Well, maybe they can do the Steve Nagel Morning Show T-shirts instead. Oh, hey. You know what I'm that? saying? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking Since about. Since you're already dancing on my grave. I'm not dancing on your grave. I told you it was all in preparation. You never know what's going to happen. Okay, that's fine. Uh, listen, uh, you are the shining light of the future here, Steve. Do you have life <clears throat> insurance? I do. Then, uh, then why would you question why I was preparing with T-shirts? Because you are not a beneficiary. Well, why, of anything other than it, the, I, what remains of the show. I'm not talking about me being. <laughs> Can I get that bottle of Tito's on your shelf that's been sitting there for five years? Uh, In case of my untimely demise, right. Steve, that bottle is yours. No, but think about it. You buy life insurance, right? Yeah. So you buy life insurance, uh, and then why would you do that? Why would I do that? Yeah, why would, why would you buy life insurance? Well, in case something happens to me, I'd like to know that uh, my wife and kids are uh, taken, taken care of. Okay, well, maybe I'm just making T-shirts up because just in case, just in case things take a turn, uh, I'll be prepared and I'll be ready to rock and roll. We don't. There's no. There's no waiting for Steve Nagel Morning Show T-shirts. They're right here. When are they getting delivered, Steve? Uh, they can be delivered as early as two to three days. See, on that's what I see. Now, there's the, there's the thing. Yeah. You've already, you've already got a delivery schedule. Listen, if your family wants to cash in a life insurance policy, let me tell you, it's going to take you about three months. Well, that's fine. So, <laughs> if I have to wait three days for a T-shirt, I'm still in better preparation than you are, even with a full life insurance policy. Well, that makes me feel a whole lot better, Steve. I don't think it does. <laughs> there are uh, some new developments in the legal case uh, against uh, former leaders of the Holyoke Soldiers Home regarding the COVID-19 outbreak. State Attorney General Maura Healy has filed a notice of appeal in the Holyoke Soldiers Home case. Her office is seeking a reversal of the decision to dismiss the charges against former superintendent and former medical director in connection with the deadly COVID-19 outbreak here at the facility uh, back in 2020. A statewide grand jury indicted Bennett Walsh and Dr. David Clinton in September of 2020 for their alleged roles in the outbreak that killed 77 veterans. However, last month, a Hamden Superior Court judge dismissed the criminal neglect charges. Healy filed the appeal in the Hamden County Superior Court. The Medicaid Fraud Division is handling the case. The charges were previously filed against Clinton and Walsh for five counts, both of caretaker who wantonly or recklessly commits or permits bodily injury to an elder or disabled person and a caretaker who recklessly commits or permits abuse. <sighs> There's so many layers to, to who's in charge of all of this stuff. And well, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of hearing Maura Healy go after these low-hanging fruit people and never going after the people that are really responsible for the ultimate mess that was created in this because... All of those people are like, no, 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 it, it, that's all their fault. We gave them the uh, the issue, the power to do this. Well, you know, we we've we've said it since the very beginning. The 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 primary source of negligence in this whole story is the state of Massachusetts, and, and they're never going to shine that spotlight on themselves when they are probably more to blame than anybody else in the situation. And, and we make jokes about you know that whole like because uh, I always use this as an example because I thought this was the most ridiculous one. 
the state troopers with the whole overtime uh, scandal thing with uh, we're, right. we're putting in hours, but we're not showing up to the job kind of thing. As widespread as that was, there are so many high, you know, top level staff that knew all about this and didn't do anything. And then they all get golden parachutes by retiring. Sure. Maura Healy doesn't go after them. Maura Healy goes after, again, the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Hey, let's pick on the guy who, you know, and, and it's not and it's not to say that, that it was right for them to do. No. But, but when you have a systemic cover-up of something that big going on, there are other people involved other than the small the small rolled people. Right. So the, I mean there's no there's no uh, there's no doubt that there may be t- plenty of blame to go on the local level. But you know that's like we say that's only half the issue. Yeah. The the issue is is that that facility has been under understaffed and undervalued uh, forever. Meanwhile, your facility in in uh, in Chelsea keeps get pumped with funds all the time. And Holyoke gets forgotten, even though it's a bigger facility with more residents and and much bigger problems. You remember when Deval Patrick wanted to close that home? Yes. He was going to close it completely because of budget issues. Yeah. So if yeah. your if your uh, grandfather were uh, were a veteran and he needed to stay someplace, they'd either ship him to Chelsea or you would have to find some other place to take him. Yeah, you'd have to find another VA home or hospital. Uh, in Springfield, a new small business for gamers is open with hopes to become an all-inclusive community. Game and Friends, located at 1755 Boston Road, is a game store in a community space that features games like Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, boy. Somebody finally bringing back nostalgia around here, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the owner, Christopher Weatherby, uh, said that he was inspired to open a game store in Springfield where every person of any age and gaming experience is welcomed. That especially includes those traditionally not represented in gaming culture, such as women in the LGBTQ plus community. Hmm. Uh, everyone needs to have a space where they are comfortable. Everyone needs to have a sense of belonging. I remember having that feeling. Uh, you need a place to go. I remember how popular uh, the gab, the magic cards were. I remember that, but I, but, uh, I also remember. I also uh, you remember how popular uh, Dungeons and Dragons was. Uh, like when I was uh, like a freshman in high school. Yeah. That was a real popular thing. Dungeons and Dragons. I think I played it once and said, I'm surrounded by dorks. And that was the last time I ever played. I was always uh, always hoping to maybe uh, somebody would give me a card that was worth like $10,000. Yes. But nobody ever did. Yeah, it's all right, Steve. Uh, with substances such as marijuana increasingly playing a role in impaired driving crashes, a string of law enforcement officials and their allies on Tuesday urged lawmakers to overcome their concerns and expand the tools available to rein in drugged motorists. Police can currently charge drivers with operating under the influence of drugs, but supporters of uh, Governor Charlie Baker's bill say existing state law makes enforcement more difficult than in cases vo- involving alcohol where breathalyzers and other tools are common. Meanwhile, motorists continue to consume other substances, including marijuana, which is legal for recreational use in marijuana, or, or I'm sorry, recreational use in Massachusetts before getting behind the wheel. Uh, we, we're seeing more and more victim cases come through to our office where crashes involve marijuana and other drugs. But that's the thing. It's not, you're, when these people are being arrested, they're already drunk. True. What's the difference if you're impaired by something else? You are impaired to drive. 
Yeah, but it's the stand. But the the issue is the standard of impairment, though, right? Is that, hasn't yeah. then that been the, the the problem? Yeah, I mean, there's I, really no way to test how how much how high you are. Right. There's no there's no marijuana blood content test, and if there was, it'd be hard to track because it well, stays in your system for so long. It stays in your system. If you were to stop, it would take about a month for you to get it out of your system. But you'd be high for thirty days. Yeah, I think that depends on how much you use too. I think a guy like using once a month, the drug test is going to be clear in about a week or two. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, listen. I, Maybe I should start selling my urine online. Like that lady was selling her flatulence in a jar. I could sell my urine. Hey, cl- unclean urine. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't smoked in 38 days. Yeah. Can you tell? You could probably make top dollar of that stuff. And I'll eat like a whole bunch of asparagus before I ship it to you. Well, you that? listen. That's, yeah. uh, that's healthy for you, isn't it? A survey that MAD conducted in uh, February of 2020 found that one in eight MAD adults- Magazine is conducting surveys now? No, it's Mothers Against drug Drunk Driving. Oh. Is now drug driving. I take that back. Uh, admitted to uh, driving within two hours of consuming marijuana. One in eight adults. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. There's no way I get behind the wheel of a car after smoking weed. There's just no way. Yeah. I don't know why anybody thinks that that's a good idea. I'm uh, always stunned by how many people... Like when you, when you're driving, and there's nothing around you but other cars, how often you can sometimes get a whiff of uh, of pot smoke? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it happens a lot. It does. And I'm always surprised that you know you're gonna be you know doing that in your car. Well, because there's uh, people out there who uh, smoke a lot of weed and go, that eh, doesn't affect me at all, man. Until you get into an accident. Yeah, until you're st- you're you're too high to be driving. I would be like uh, all paranoid. Oh, I would be too. I would be thinking every car behind me was a cop. <laughs> Is that a cop? Well, they got these new unmarked vehicles. Or you're so paranoid, you think you've just become a cop. Anyway, that's uh, paranoid. The lady from Mads uh, also referenced a uh, June report from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in which researchers examined trauma center data from five locations, including Worcester. On a rolling basis, between October 2020 and December 2020, the NHTSA said 56% of drivers involved in serious injury and fatal crash at those centers tested positive for at least one drug. Okay, but you're leaving out the part of the other things that were involved in that. Hmm. At least one drug. How many were just marijuana? It's a good question. But see, that's how they—that's how they do. That's how they take the numbers and they skew them. You know, by I, pre- presenting it to you in a way where it makes you think that, oh my God, we're having all these fatal crashes because of marijuana. But you know what? The the, 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 the bottom line is, you know, for me is, you know, we live in an age now where I could, you know, grab my phone and have an Uber pick me up because I've been overserved or mm-hmm. I've, you know, you know, overindulged. And to me, the amount of aggravation you would go through to get through a drunk driving arrest, it's a hell of a lot cheaper to call an Uber and take you home than the thousands of dollars it'll cost you to get your life back in order from a drunk driving uh, arrest or two of them. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I think people who smoke marijuana are smart enough to go, you know what, that's that's not my cup of tea. Getting behind this wheel right now ain't the best thing. It's when you're mixing it with other things. Oh, I know. When you I like, know. if you drink, you drink all your inhibitions go out the window. True. Like, yeah, I can drive home. I am a. Uh... 
Well, you know, I don't, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't really drink that much, to be honest with you. The, the appeal has kind of uh, gone into the crapper for me. But uh-huh. on those moments when I said, you know what, I may have had more than I probably needed to have. Yeah. I call an Uber. And you know what? It's probably been a very smart idea. Listen, even if it costs you $100, you know how much a DUI costs you? Like $10,000. Yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money you don't want to spend. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. Looking at 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. The perfect gift? <laughs> that's Evan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. That's, uh, I- I've been hearing that song because Dua Lipa has been, it's, it's Elton John singing and Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, she sings that part. The, the chorus. I think it's going to be a long, long time part. Well, it's it's his song was it was a uh, sacrifice. I think was the name of the song that he wrote. Okay. So it's that song, and then Rocket Man is kind of mixed in with it. Ah, but yes. she goes, uh, but she get. Uh, I'm not the man you think I am at all, and then that's it. Everybody want everybody who listens to that song wants the same because I'm a Rocket Man. Rocket Man. But they never actually get it. No, they never actually get to that part, which yeah. drives me nuts. Leaves you hanging, wanting for more, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. Dua Lipa's, uh, she's quite the Lipa, if you know what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I don't, uh, if you were, if you had a, a whole bunch of women in the same room, I probably couldn't identify her. Uh, she does a lot of these, like, mixes. She samples a lot of music. and then uh, She's a rip-off artist. Well, she could be a rip-off artist all she wants, but she's very good at what she does. Okay. Most artists are rip-off artists. You were influenced by somebody else when you made your music. So you're ripping off riffs and things like that. See, Steve, I, I don't make any music, so I don't rip anybody off. No, but I'm talking about any artist that you listen to. Sure. Got well, it from somewhere. Well, those are influences. But if you're lifting up actual samples... You know, I mean, well, as long as you're paying for those samples I suppose and, uh, doing that. Uh, sure. Hey, look, Dua Lipa can do whatever the hell she wants to do. I'm looking at pictures at, at her right now. She seems like someone who could uh, do nearly anything she wanted. She could do a Lipa if she wanted to. I bet she could. Yeah, that's right. Uh, comedian uh, Steve Beccarelli coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. Steve's got a show with uh, him tomorrow night. We'll talk about some other things as well. And Scott Zolak tomorrow on the show. You might want to start preparing all your football questions now, Steve. I'm going to ask him about a. Uh, a fib, what is it? A fibrillation. A fibrillation. A fibrillation. Yeah, ask him. Ask him about that and some. Uh, who's had a wor- Who's got worst knees? Me or him? Have you had known any football players with a baker's dozen cyst? <laughs> sure, there've been a few. It's six fifty nine. A rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two is giving you twelve. 12- And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pet food roundup underway. Donate to local animal shelters. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember yesterday when I told you that there are one or two little pockets of infectious disease popping up all over the place in professional sports? Well, apparently, I spoke entirely too soon. Because the numbers I gave you yesterday were yesterday's numbers. And while math may not be where my talents lie, the numbers today are much worse. Get a load of this. According to ESPN, the number of positive COVID cases in the NFL over the last two days has just ballooned up to 75 players. Not staff. Those are players who have now been placed in COVID protocols. That includes nine players for the Rams, eight players for the Browns, and many, many others. 
And that's just football. Yesterday, Brad Marchand and Craig Smith of the Bruins were placed into COVID protocols. So you got four members of the Carolina Hurricanes in quarantine. They've canceled games. Same thing in Calgary. You've got several players of the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're all missing players. You've also had 10 players in quarantine for the Chicago Bulls. That's led to the postponement of their next three games. And you've got similar issues in Memphis, Toronto, and in Indiana. Now you might say, okay, but what about all those vaccinations? Well, according to their own reports, the NFL has better than a 94% vaccination rate. The NBA, better than 95%. And the NHL claims that all but four players in the league have been fully vaccinated, meaning that just because you've got an arm full of Pfizer doesn't mean you should stop being careful. Masks, hand sanitizing, staying the hell away from people. We might want to think about bringing some of that back because if the greatest in-shape professional athletes are having a hard time avoiding this thing, imagine how susceptible the rest of us out-of-shape slobs must be. In other words, it might be time to start thinking seriously all over again. But hey, never my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So would you pick out an impact drill and driver set for someone you didn't really know all that well? Probably not. But if you hand them a Rocky's gift card and say, here you go, go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get exactly what you would like for the holidays. Man, that is a thoughtful gift. You're like, you're like Santa in Western Massachusetts. Big big power tool sale going on right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 715. And back some Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy and rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It is 27 right now in downtown Springfield. You getting uh, you getting all your Christmas gifts ready? I'm uh, yeah, you know I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling. I, I, I feel like uh, you know, there's more I want to get. I just don't know what to get. I'm like uh, totally stuck. Totally stuck. Totally, utterly stuck. I don't uh, know. I don't know what I want to get. You want to? You don't know what you want to get for other people, or you don't know what you want to get for yourself. No, I know what I want to get for myself, which yeah. is not very much. But uh, you know, like you know, trying to buy you know gifts for my wife. I always, I always go through this, uh, this, uh, this Christmas buying anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you get her a back brace for having to carry all your work around the house now? That you're. Uh, <laughs> He would just say it there, Steve. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing there's a wall between us. Uh, no, I don't. She doesn't need a back brace. You sure? It, positive. <laughs> is she go, Is she gonna go? I'll just do what you normally do, non-injured, and uh, sit around and say, "Hey, I need to get that lawnmower fixed." Uh, <laughs> yeah, she could do that. She's probably as good at doing that as I am. Uh, a new survey found that ten percent of Americans have injured themselves while setting up a Christmas tree. And partly because a lot of people do it drunk. Well, you want to you want to do it with a Christmas cheer, right? You want to do a little uh, little eggnog, right? I told you, my dad used to do this. He used to set up the tree on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and then I, take it down before January first. So you have it up for like a week, and that's it. It wasn't even a week. Right, five he'd days. Be, yeah, he'd be out there with the vacuum, sucking up all the pine needles and bitching and goddamn pine needles everywhere. <laughs> Uh, younger adults are more likely to say they've hurt themselves setting up their tree. 22% of Gen Zers said yes, compared to 12% of millennials, 5% of Gen Xers, and 3% of baby boomers. Well, the baby boomers aren't going to admit they made a mistake. No. I've never hurt myself. Well, wait a minute. Is that true? 
No, I've never hurt myself putting up the tree. I think I may have like twisted an ankle, like uh, cutting down my own tree. Yeah. Or uh, you know, accidentally cutting myself on the uh, on the bow saw. But uh, you know, that can that any idiot could do that. I've always had a fake tree, so I never really uh, we had real trees when I was a kid. And then in my adult years, I'm like, why would anybody want to go through the hassle of doing this? Oh, because it smells so pretty, and, and I'm, nah, I don't, I don't want that. You know, the I don't thing feed the tree I, every day. I, I've done it both ways. You know, I've had the I, I've done the uh, the fake tree for the last couple of years. Yeah. I had the real tree. The thing I don't like about the real tree is you gotta get rid of it. And uh, when you get rid of it, it's a mess because it drops all the needles, and yeah. you spend all you know like, like the next six months finding needles all over the place. Whereas a fake tree. I'm finding uh, is you just take it apart, you put it in a box, and you forget about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Set it and forget it. Now, I, my wife said to me uh, just the other day when we were setting up our tree, uh-huh. I think this is the last year we're going to use this tree. This is the, the last year of this tree. Now, wow. I've been using this tree religiously since, oh, gosh, I don't know, uh, 2015, 2016, because uh-huh. I've had uh, uh, the last couple places – what was that? Yeah, because I think uh, this tree. No, I take. Yes, it's been it's been at least five years, and um, you know, we have a real big room with vaulted ceilings. So it's the biggest, tallest, fakest tree you could buy. Right. It's ten feet tall. Yeah, I got the same thing. Ten feet. Somebody gave me this. Yeah, I I intentionally went to go buy the tallest tree they had at the time. Yeah. And it has served us beautifully. You don't have any bald spots on the tree. You, know, you cut down your own tree, you're going to have a bald spot. I don't care where you're going. There's, it's going to be mashed up and nasty. It's on some side of that tree. I get you. I don't have that problem. All I got to do is fluff it up with my hands. Yeah, see, that's a pain in the ass, too. It's been sitting in that box all season long. Oh, yeah. All, way, all spring, summer, fall. I tell you, my, you grandparents, my grandparents had it right with that aluminum one. If I can get my hands on one of them aluminum jobbers, I would do it. An aluminum tree? Oh, my grandparents had a beautiful aluminum tree. And then it had a, a light that you put, like, right below it. And it spun, like, a, like, yellow, like a green, blue, and red light. And it splashed the color all over the, all over the room. It was breathtaking. Oh, I see a pink one here. Was it pink? No, it was, it was never pink. It was just those three. I still have the light. Oh, you St- I still own the light, but the uh, the aluminum tree is gone forever. Uh, my mother used to make. She would took a class and made one of those ceramic Christmas trees. You ever see those? Oh with yeah, the, with the little plastic uh, lights inside. Right. And then uh, it was. It's obvious it was broken, so we uh, we threw it away. But uh, I didn't realize how popular those things were. Oh uh, like yeah, everybody had one. And you not only could you buy one, but you could also take a class, which my mother did, and learn how to make one yourself. Um, they must have given you the mold and all that stuff yeah. to do it with. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, my parents uh, many years ago were yeah. like uh, really into making wreaths. They made wreaths for people, Christmas wreaths. Yeah. With uh, with a uh, thing that you would find in the woods called princess pine. Which many years ago was illegal to pick, Ooh. because it was you know it's a it's a ground cover, it's a, and and I don't even know if it's if it's still illegal to pick. All I know is back in the seventies, it wasn't legal, and my parents would make these wreaths using a a coat hanger, newspaper, 
and then uh, Princess Pine uh, tied up together. It made a breathtaking wreath. When they, uh, but they were illegal. Did they sell them? No, they gave them away as gifts. See, I would see. Uh, I bought a wreath last year uh, off someone, forty-five bucks. That's outrageous. It's not outrageous. It's a very nice wreath. I was very proud of the purchase. Yeah, uh, but it's just like you can take some serious money just using things in your backyard. Oh, I know. How do you feel about kissing balls? <laughs> love kissing balls. You like kissing balls? I love kissing balls. I'd like talking? to get a set of kissing balls right now. Hang it right there in my uh, my front room. Is that uh, is that a mistletoe? No, these are kissing balls. Uh, I don't know what those are. Well, they're two big balls that yeah. hang, right? And uh, just like mistletoe, if you're underneath the two kissing balls, I believe the tradition is you're supposed to kiss. Uh, I don't kiss under the uh, mistletoe. I don't house. do that either. I don't have any mistletoe in the house. But... I kiss under the influence, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Right. that's what I'm talking I about. I hear you. But, you know, with COVID and everything, you wonder whether kissing balls are really uh, all the rage this year. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the kissing balls. Really? The mistletoe, I'll I'll keep up. The camel toe, I love hanging the camel toe up. Right. House too. Yes. It's, right. Uh, the moose knuckle, I like that one too. <laughs> you ever have those? Listen, we were just we were having a hard time hanging the uh, the blinking starfish on the top of the. Uh... On the, the blinking, top of the tree. Was it a chocolate starfish? Well, it was, yes, yeah. but that was uh, that was neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm wondering if uh, if those kissing traditions of Christmas are still going to hold up. Well, the yeah. whole the COVID thing. With the COVID thing, I would say if you are hanging up mistletoe, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a double edged sword here. It's either you don't want to be kissed by anybody, or you're hoping you finally get that girl you really like. Alone. Oh yeah. yeah, in your home with the mistletoe hanging above you both. Oh yeah, and you go in for the kill, and she says, "No, I'm sorry. We need to keep our six feet distance apart from us." And you're now like, suppose no! you. I know. I know. See, Damn you, the... Omicron! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind. Sure, you can blow someone a kiss. I'm glad you followed up with. With, with with a kiss, a kiss. Yes, yeah. of course. Someone a kiss. Well, yeah. that's well, you have to. I want to make sure that I, that my uh, my point was clear. Yeah, blowing somebody a kiss isn't the same as getting an actual kiss. True. You know, yes. Keeps but, Aunt Edna away, but uh, not the not the chick that you really like. But it might be more CDC compliant than say you know, you know, locking lips underneath the mistletoe. I hang mistletoe right on my belly button. If you know what I'm saying, Bax. Right there. There you go. Hanging right off the front. Yeah. Come on, ladies. Yeah. Who's up for some Santa sack? Another, huh? another lonely Christmas, huh? Yeah, a very lonely. <laughs> My hand does a lot of kissing under that mistletoe. Uh, I bet that's yeah, true. It does. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's almost 2020. Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement, uh, offering 40% off installation plus free glass, uh, free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee Home right now. And tell them you heard this ad in Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Holyoke <coughs> police are... <coughs> Excuse me. Work it out, Steve. Just <coughs> let her rip. Sorry about that. Yeah, you, you just you spit it in just, a can or something. Just had a meeting with the boss, if you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I know what that's all about. According to... Uh, anyway, Holyoke police are looking for a suspect in a hit-and-run incident on Sergeant Street Monday afternoon that left one person with serious injuries... According to Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty, officers were called to the area of Sergeant Street and Race Street for a report of a hit and run around 3 p.m. Monday afternoon. 
When police arrived, they found a man injured on the street. The victim told police a blue sedan allegedly hit him as he was crossing the street and ran over both of his legs. The victim was taken to a nearby hospital for his injuries, but is expected to be okay. A short time later, officers located the blue 2016 Nissan that fled the area. Police attempted to stop the car, but the driver sped off at a high rate of speed. Holyoke police attempted to chase the vehicle, but it was later terminated by a police supervisor. The vehicle was later located in Huntington and was seized for evidence. Huntington? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I uh, I heard about this. I did heard you, about this from the neighbors. Did you? But you didn't see any of the hubbub? I didn't see any of the hubbub. Uh, I saw one guy who was out hunting and then... Uh, Sees these teenagers walking through the woods. Yeah. And it was like, uh, what the hell are you doing out here? And then it uh, turns out they were on the run from the police. <laughs> but they probably didn't tell, you know, say that to the person who was asking. Well, I don't think they were in deer hunting attire. I think ah, that's what kind of uh, gotcha. you know, uh, tipped him off. No, no these, guns or bows and arrows and stuff? Yeah, like these folks may not belong here in the woods. Because right. most, uh, most people who live out in the hill towns there... Mm-hmm. Unless you're wearing some sort of orange, <laughs> you don't go out in the woods this time of year. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, if you have any information on the blue 2016 Nissan or the hit-and-run incident, you're asked to contact the Holyoke uh, Police uh, Criminal Investigation Bureau. You can also text the tip anonymously and uh, yada, yada, yada. Yada, 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 yada over the best part. Oh, I mentioned the blue Nissan. That's the best part? That's the best part. Senator Joe Comerford is proposing Charlie's Law to ban drivers from recording or broadcasting video of themselves while driving. You know, it almost would be like the hands-free driving law. Yes. That would be almost exactly what that is. The uh, new legislation, an act prohibiting video recording or broadcasting while driving, would help strengthen the Massachusetts hands-free driving law by prohibiting video recording or broadcasting while driving. A woman from Williamsburg is being charged with motor vehicle homicide in connection with the death of Charlie Braun, a bicyclist who died after being hit by a car in Northampton. Haley Kelly Charette pleaded not guilty to charges of negligent motor vehicle homicide, failing to stop for a stop sign, and FaceTiming while driving. Mm. Charlie's law would add to the existing hands-free law, banning anyone from recording or broadcasting video themselves while driving. According to a news release uh, from uh, Comerford's office, the bill provides an exception for dash cams that are mounted and operate continuously to record video to monitor traffic or passengers and is often done by commercial vehicles or rideshare drivers for Uber or Lyft. Right. Now, I, I would just like to point out that uh, several years ago, I did an entire video series of Baxi's distracting, uh, distracted driving. Yeah. Now, I haven't done one in a good long period of time, and uh, I would like to say that this is all part of it, but of course, it's not. And you know, for anyone who said, "Well, you know, wasn't uh, you know, wouldn't making a video in your car while driving uh, prevent you from driving better?" I actually felt that my driving was making my videos worse. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Actually, I think uh, the content of those videos were making the videos actually, worse. Actually, Steve, it was award-winning content. Uh, it was uh, one home run after another. I bet you I could start doing that and get more likes and views. I, you know, does, it, does everything have to be so damn competitive with you? Yes, it does. I actually. don't think it needs to I be. I think it definitely needs Steve, to be. Steve, we're a team here. I'm going to start doing distracted driving videos this, uh, this morning. As soon as I leave here, I'll put on the... Uh, I don't have a mount, though. I need to go get a mount. Right. Does that mean I have to go start going behind dumpsters to do what you do in your spare time? Oh, 
Charlie's partner, uh, Joan Ringrose Sellers, said, uh, I like it. I see it like Charlie was swept away in a tsunami, the dangerous and destructive rising tide of distracted driving. We can all see it coming, and we're watching it uh, sweep away things and the ones we love. So they feel that, like this is a, a step in the right direction. But mm. I don't understand how this is any different. Be, even if you are hands-free, you wouldn't be able to do the, the video recording thing. Right. Well, see, so like what I had in my car was a uh, a cell phone holder. Right. Which you would use for, say, like GPS. But I was making videos while I was, you know, you know driving around town. Now, again, I believe I'm beyond the uh, statute of limitations on that one. So, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. <laughs> if you yeah, know, I know what I'm yeah, talking, about. What so, talking about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, st- it, it, you're still not entirely hands free. I mean, you got to. You gotta you know, press record. You gotta stop yeah. uh, the recording, and then you gotta do all the editing while you're driving before you can post yeah, you it. You can't do any of that. Oh, that I was later. always doing all the editing. Oh, see, you can't do that. You gotta wait till you're done. I was also uh, you know making edits on my script. Oh, is that what you were doing? Were you stopping and doing retakes? Did you pull? No, the I wasn't over? stopping. I mean, I stopped the video. I'd keep uh, keep going. Keep but if going. I had to, if I had to you know. Readjust the copy. Split one clip into another. Yes, yeah, if I had to go. do that, or you know, maybe you know, add some uh, some uh, sound effects or you know, different you know, camera swipes or whatever. You know, I, I would have to do that. I mean, I I can see uh, that you obviously wouldn't want people to be doing this while they're driving, but this person, she supposedly she was on a three minute FaceTime call leading up to the crash. Right. She was also, it said she was distracted by her one-year-old daughter in the back of the car. I mean, that's a completely... But that's a completely different thing. Like, you're, you're talking about one thing. You know, she had multiple things going on here. Yes. Not to say that the video didn't distract her and, uh, you know, uh, my sympathies to, to the victim's family. I'm just trying to paint a picture here of was she holding the phone because that's a big difference if you're holding the phone versus having it on a, a yeah. tripod thing like you did or the suction cup thing you know i i don't know i just i think it's there's there's a lot more to it well but you already have a hands-free law so this must that's, be something different that's what i mean yeah she must have been holding the phone while she was doing this because i can't imagine yeah. you know if you're how many people are distracted by children in the back of the car all the time I know I, 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 you know, obviously it was more frequent when they were younger. And now it's not so much. Now yeah, but, yeah, but, but sometimes, you know, you've got to intervene when there, are, when there are disagreements in the back seat. You know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to be a parent and drive at the same time. I should do what my dad did and just pull the car over to the side of the road and get out and just start walking on an interstate out in the middle of Ohio. Yeah, well, that's safe. That's what he did one time. In, in Ohio? We, I don't know why we were out in Ohio. <laughs> but we were in Ohio. I think, you know what it was? We were looking at colleges for my sister. Right. Because my sister's like 13 years older than me. So when she was in high school, I was still like, you know, four, maybe five years old. Yes. And I, 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 it's funny. Again, you can remember scenes. You don't really necessarily remember all the circumstances around what led up to that. But you remember the big parts. Oh, the big part of when he got so sick of driving around five children in a van across the Midwest that he said, I've had enough. Well, you know, and he uh, pulled the van over to the side of the highway, 
got out and just started walking. I, I, I got to tell you, it, yeah. it, it doesn't always take a whole lot to want to to, to push you to that that limit. No, it doesn't. But to, <laughs> the fact that you actually did it is just. Oh my god! I mean, if you, the, the to have the audacity to do that, and my poor mother, who, you know. It, it, it was such torture, like mental torture for children, because we're all different ages. We're yep. all affected differently by this behavior. You didn't have things like uh, in-car video systems or no. you know, Game Boys to occupy your time. And my poor mother drove for like an hour trying to find him. He, he like walked. I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> I have no idea where he went, but he eventually... She wound up picking him up on the side of the highway again. You know, what, I think she was like going down to this exit ramp, coming back, and then turning around again and going back the other way. At, at what point does the Vatican start canonizing saints? I know. <laughs> because honest to God, I what know. that poor woman had been through. She she, 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 she should have definitely been uh, canonized. Catap catapulted the, yes. the sainthood. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, unfortunately, she never she never got to that level. In, in my eyes, she did, but not, uh, you know, not recognized by the Vatican. <laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine doing that to your own family? Like, I couldn't even imagine doing that. I mean, the, the most I could imagine doing is, like, you know, your kid is, you know, coming out of school, and, you know, you're, you're picking them up, and, you know, you just... You, know, you move the car up a few feet. You know when they grab the when they you know grab the handle. You keep yeah, moving that, up a few feet. That's, that's something you know, completely that's, different. That's just a hilarious gag. But <laughs> what your dad did? Yeah, that's he's abandonment. A, he's a hot. Well, screw it. I'm just uh, I'm getting out right now. Good God. And then we're so like and then there was silence in the car waiting to pick him up because <laughs> everyone was like, "What happened to Dad?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! What a jerk! Huh? Yeah. You, well, you know, you you do paint a, an interesting picture of the man. I just I, again, I don't know like how you could do that to somebody and how you could put them through that kind of mental anguish. And yet he would do it a lot. He did it all the time. It was I was a very traumatized child. <laughs> Facebook has been long accused of censoring content through third-party fact checkers. Such fact checkers go through the controversial content and give a judgment on whether such content is based on facts or not. Many people have accused these fact-checkers of being incorrect and biased in their approach. Now Facebook itself has admitted that articles labeled as fact-checked are not an admission that such articles contain actual facts. Oh Thank you so much. The uh. Facebook admission came from the, during the company's court battle with television producer John Stossel, who had sued the platform for defamation after Facebook added fact-checked labels on Stossel's videos on climate change. In its court filing, Facebook insisted that Stossel failed to state a claim of de for defamation. Stossel failed to uh, establish uh, that Meta, Facebook's new name, acted with actual malice. Uh, the defendant's claim focuses on fact-checked articles written by Climate Feedback and not the labels affixed through the Facebook platform. You know, Facebook just sent out a, uh, a survey yeah. for people. I don't know if you got this, but I got this. It was a survey uh, to find out how people feel about their social responsibility. I wish I had written down the questions because it was, I mean, a a every question, I just completely you know, disemboweled them with my answer because it was like, this is not a company that has any conscience or soul. <laughs> They're not interested in, in uh, social responsibility or passing off the truth or or a fact. I mean, they were asking all these kinds of questions yeah. about, you know, whether or not you as a user feel like they've done enough 
to uh, to change uh, you know whether or not things are fact or fiction. But of well, course they haven't. Why are you giving up already? I'm telling you, it was like like you didn't re- like you actually needed me to tell you what you oh, already know. You know, I see it every day. I go on there. There's always some jackhole with a meme that is completely incorrect. Yep. Uh, but the important thing is not to engage in that. Because there's no, you're not going to win the argument. And I would rather be, uh, sit back and go, well, you're an effing idiot anyway, so I'm not even going to bother getting involved in an argument with you because yeah. I'm not going to change your mind. This is, uh, this is the way it, it's, it's working. Uh, Twitter is an absolute cesspool, I think. Facebook is, I'm taking uh, less of it for, uh, with any stock. I'm taking it all with a grain of salt right now because I know that there are some people just looking to agitate, and I either ignore them, block them, or move on. I'm actually finding TikTok to be more entertaining and more fun. Even though I'm not posting anything on there, if there's a video on there that's just stupid, Mm -hmm. I'll just swipe it and I'm done. I never have to go back, and that's kind of the nice thing. It's like, I'm on, I like it, I'll watch the rest of it, and then I'm gone. And then you're moving on to the next one. I'm moving on to the next one. And you know what? That's fine. If someone's if someone puts a TikTok video and I see it's even remotely political, mm-hmm. I'm gone. You lose me. You lose me with a with any political statement, whether I agree with it or disagree with this it. I'm moving exactly on. Exactly why I don't do political stories here in the morning. I don't. I I, I stay away from that stuff unless it's something like huge. You know, some big bill passes or something like that. Yeah. We can get into that a little bit, but I could care less. And I don't think that you're right. And I don't think that I'm right. I think that, you know, there's the, the whole idea of finding common ground has been thrown out the window. Yeah. There's no there's no there's none of that anymore. To me, there's nothing really interesting about the idea or uh, of uh, politicians fighting amongst each other. It would be uh, you, know, you really want to give me uh, some credible news. How about something when politicians actually agree with each other? Now, that would be news. That would be earth shattering. I never heard that ever happen. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Imagine if politicians could agree with each other and get something accomplished. See, I'm already, we've already been talking about politics for about 45 seconds. By I'm not really bored. talking about and politics. And I'm already bored with it. I know. I am, too. You're uh, Pioneer Valley Forecast. Don't you have some uh, some penis stories to do or something like that? Something no. we can really sink our teeth into? But I do have some coffee to hawk right now. Oh. Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee or Fogbuster Regular Air Roasted Coffee in the black and white bag at uh, now at every Big Y Express. Uh, it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. It's going to be mostly uh, cloudy today with some rain showers late this afternoon and a high of 45. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 27 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809. And Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny to start, then clouds start moving in. You're going to see some rain showers throughout the day and a high of 45 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 58. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Steve Vecarelli has never, ever been here, but it's uh, it's good to have him. He's going to be uh, performing with Steve tomorrow night and then also uh, another show on Saturday in Hartford we'll talk about. It's good to see you. You might uh, turn uh, yeah, that, Oh, not, not there you that. go. There you go. Oh, tomorrow, yes, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Long-time listener, first-time guest. That's how we like to do it here at Rock 102.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, uh, it's good to have you. You my, sound you sound so excited. Yeah, no, as, uh, my radio voice it sounds like if Beavis and Butthead had a child. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get excited about anything. I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah. It's, you don't you don't have to. I, yeah. would, I wouldn't get too excited about this anyway. Yeah, it's good to be in the uh, basement of uh, Longmeadow. Yeah. But East, yeah, East Longmeadow. East Longmeadow. Oh, sorry. I don't want to get it too classy. Hype this place up. Steve was just uh, talking uh, to me about, uh, he posted this on Facebook yesterday that he was coming in. And uh, that, uh, you, got a, you got a nice uh, Yeah, I got a lot of people. Nice like, response from that. Yeah, people are proud of me. My, my dad finally hugged me. Uh, <laughs> he came home from uh, waiting in line for milk for three years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My friends are out. Everybody's like, oh, shout me out, shout me out. So I'm like, I want to shout out my sponsor, uh, Grinder App. Um, <laughs> it's for the boys. Sorry, ladies. Hey, you're moving up in the world. Yeah, you finally, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've been doing this comedy. How long have you been doing this comedy? Oh, God, nine years. That's crazy. Yeah. The first seven were terrible. If you paid for me to see me do jokes in the first seven years, I apologize. I'm you're, still, not off, you're not offering refunds, though. No, no, I'm poor. I can't afford it. I can't uh, give you anything but uh, <laughs> sympathy. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. No. It, it's it's uh, it's a struggle. It's it's tough. Yeah. But but the last two years, it's all come together? I would say come together. It's like uh, pieces here. More, pieces. It's, it's more together than it was those first yeah, seven. Yeah, pieces here and there. Like, this year's been pretty cool. Like, uh, I was fortunate enough, uh, I opened up for a pretty big comedian at the Wilbur about a month ago. Who was so, it? Uh, Chris Stefano. Okay. It's pretty funny. And uh, I got to do a uh, thousand people, which was like, you know, incredible. It was the best show I've ever done. And then three days later, I did a show in front of 10 people. So <laughs> it's all about consistency. <laughs> well, do you think, like, you know, more people are, and not to say that you're not a funny guy. I've seen you perform before. You're a very funny Thank guy. You. This is why Thank I you. ask you to keep I appreciate doing shows that. and Thank stuff. You. Thank uh, you. And also because you're the only one available. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vecarelli's not doing anything. Let's no. call him up. Yeah. He's but, panhandling outside Rock 102. But, yeah. but I've, uh, I've attended a couple of comedy shows since this whole, you know, people started reopening yeah and i think a lot of people are just into it because they haven't been out yeah there's something to do it's yeah like i've been cooped in but house. but have you noticed like the level of talking during shows increasing that was the thing i noticed i went to this thing at the uh, the sturbridge uh, hotel with lenny clark and everybody was talking because they were hammered they were yeah. all getting oh, hammered yeah, yeah uh it's like it depends like some show yeah i mean They've been yelling, but you quiet down. I don't know. People just want to go out. They've been like stuck in their their house for yes. A but year. That, yeah. my my point would be that the distraction to you as a performer uh, with people talking all the time. I don't think that enough people go to the shows for <laughs> for them to talk. Yeah. People are so desperate for comedy, they're willing to be entertained by guitar acts and maybe mimes. Yeah, they're so bored, they're willing you know, to come I mean, see me. Yeah, so, they'll yeah. see that. <laughs> he has nothing to say over yeah. that. Yeah, well, there's nothing to say. And what about the, what about the dating life? You got the, the dating thing going on there? Uh, nobody likes me, no. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I meet girls here and there, but no one's, I'm not that funny enough to date yet, you know? <laughs> there are plenty of unfunny guys <laughs> that date, date, date yeah. women. <laughs> well, look at plenty the, of them. We, we were talking about, what's his name? Uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's pulling. He's got a hog, though. I think that's what it is. You think that's, you think that's the deal? Yeah, and he's got money. I, I like. Yeah, oh, but Kim Kardashian's got money too. Yeah, she's got way yeah, more money than Pete Davidson. Most, most of the women he's been with have all got a big giant pocket of money. Yeah, so maybe it's probably the hog then. <laughs> probably it's got to be the hog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would you? You, you look. We looked at. We talked about a list yesterday of things that uh, may seem 
to be the uh, the deal uh, makers with him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Women like weird, like uh, like that Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, like he's you see that guy. Yeah, he, he looks like trash. Yes, he does he look gets, like trash. Yeah. He looks like he sells like friendship bracelets outside Starbucks. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's a that's a if you want to make some extra money, that's the way to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Women like trashy do, looking how guys. How do we know that he wasn't doing that at the Big E? Like after he got off stage, he was selling stuff at the Better Living Center. <laughs> Probably friendship bracelets. I like that. That's a good one. Well, what else is going on? You get to, you, do you have, you have a job? During yeah, the yeah, yeah. I can't say where I work because. Uh, but what kind hard. of work do you do? Uh, I don't do. I uh, I walk around a, a lot. I work like in like a shipping receiving area. Okay. It's not. It's not. That's okay. You know. Do you do more shipping or more receiving? I walk around a lot. You know. <laughs> I go to the bathroom a lot. Like that's uh, coffee breaks. That's. Is that to just get out of being at work most of the day? Yeah, I mean, I can't eat dairy either, so it depends. You know. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. You're an interesting character. I am. Yeah, I'm really kid. weird. Yeah, no I'm kid. definitely going to keep being single if there's anyone listening to this under uh, 45. Um. <laughs> Do you find when you meet a woman that you want to tell her that you're lactose intolerant right away, or is that something that uh, you save yeah, for you, like two you, or three dates in? Do you ease into that? You're like, hey, let's go for a milkshake and then see what happens? Um, I don't know. It's like I'd be like, no, nah, I can't because it's... It's going to be an accident. So, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I find you very attractive, but my yeah. bowels are very yeah. active. You're, you're turning these chicks on left and right. <laughs> Get my bowels going for you, baby. Oh, yeah. There's some freaks out there. You just have to rent out a hotel for that. But, uh... With the lactose intolerant party? Yeah. You want to stand for it. Ladies, come talk to me. I don't. Does anyone who listen? Uh, what's the listeners of the show? Mostly like forty and up, right? Um, actually, it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty a, it's wide, a pretty variety wide variety. Twenty-five to fifty-five. Cool. Really our target audience. Yeah, but, but we, there are a lot of people outside of that that listen. Hopefully, maybe there's some cute single moms listening to this for Christmas. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll now, come over. You know. Yeah, but a lot of, a lot of cute single moms looking for a single guy yeah. who just. Mentioned on the radio, they can't lactose dairy. intolerant. Yeah, I can't have milkshakes. Yeah, yeah no hold, kidding. Hold the eggnog for Christmas Eve. That's All it. Right. Yeah, I, I I can picture a single mom right now going, "Man, this guy's screaming with personality. Please <laughs> sign me up." He's mentally. Where's Ill. that grinder app I can get on and meet? <laughs> so what's what's the show that you guys are doing tomorrow? Because it's it, you said it was sold out, right? Yeah, it's a show for the uh, Young Professional Society. Although none of them are very young at all. I thought it was the Young Pedophile Society, so uh, I, that's why I signed up. I was like, oh. <laughs> Finally a group that will accept yeah. me. Exactly. Well, you are younger than you seem. I'm yes, sure yeah. that's... Mentally, I'm 37. Mentally, I'm like 14. Well, right. if that, that's a stretch. And, that's and a stretch. The thing yeah. we're doing tomorrow night, it's a very small show. It's only yeah. about 50 people. Yeah, I think and, so. Uh, yeah. It's at a brewery. It's at yeah. This, yeah. What is the... I've never been to this. Leadfoot? Never been to Leadfoot Brewery. Yeah, I've been once. It was a couple of years ago. They have a lot of, I think, like, they have German-style beers or something. A lot of, like, low ABV, I know that. Yeah. Went there once. <laughs> yeah, you you want to go to a place <laughs> that it's got the 14% alcohol in one beer. <laughs> no, surprisingly, I don't, like, if I'm doing comedy, I don't really drink when I perform. You drink uh, after. Yeah, after, yeah, and be, yeah, after and before, but not when you're doing it. No, no, I got to be somewhat professional. 
Or I'll forget everything. That's how stupid I get. <laughs> are you drinking right now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm wondering if you are. Right yeah. Now. now you do have a show coming up on uh, on Saturday in uh, in Hartford. Tell us about that one. It's a uh, the Parkville Market, I guess. I've never been there. Yeah. I didn't know there was a market in Hartford. There's plenty of markets. They right. got to buy something over you there. You didn't I, realize there was the Parkville. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was like abandoned churches and <laughs> rundown crack houses, but I don't know where the show is. It could be in between those. I don't know. I have no idea where the Parkville market is. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Good thing for GPS. <laughs> Good I thing. I don't know anything. So yeah. it's a it's a seven thirty show. Doors open at six thirty. Yep. It's uh, you and uh, three other guys. Three other guys. Yep. Uh, how are they, those guys? Uh they're funny. Yeah. I know like two of them. The other. Who are the other two? Uh, you don't even. Talk, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Sally, my boy Sally. He's the. He, I think he's. I don't know. Is he hosting? He puts it on. He's funny. And um, the other dude. Uh, uh, he's, go, he's really impression. good friend of yours. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He calls himself the impression prince. He's really good at impressions. Uh, yeah. Paris, Paris Nichols is for, Paris first Nichols, yeah, yeah. Manny Sarah, uh, Sierra, and Alex Thomaselli. Yeah, Sally. I know Sally. I do not know Manny. Yeah, I'm glad, right. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> Took well, care of that. well, good luck uh, with, the, with these uh, upcoming shows. Good Thanks. to see you. Yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe I'll I'll get booked after this appearance. Yeah, well, you <laughs> yeah. never know. You never know. I can't believe the show's sold out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> it's eight twenty with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred and two. It's almost twenty twenty two, but let me tell you, twenty twenty one. Eight thirty four. With Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock 102, it is time for news, and it is brought to you by Table and Vine for the best deals in town and expert advice only at Table and Vine on Riverdale Street in West Springfield or at tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police in Holyoke are seeking the public's help after a sedan struck a man, seriously injuring him, and drove away in the area of Sergeant and Race Streets on Monday. Police said that around 3 p.m. they responded to a call of a hit-and-run involving a 2016 blue Nissan sedan. When police arrived on Sergeant Street, they found a man who had been struck by a car with serious injuries to uh, both both legs. Uh, the man was taken to a local hospital and is in stable condition. Police said the blue sedan sped away from the scene and a marked cruiser attempted to pursue. The pursuit was eventually called off, but later found the Nissan and seized it as evidence in Huntington. Huntington? Yeah, they found it in Huntington. Wow. Uh, police ask anyone that has informa- information regarding the incident to contact the Holyoke Police Department's Criminal uh, Investigation Bureau. I mean, it's not... I mean, hunting is not that far from Holyoke. No. I mean, no it's, it's a little bit of a way. It's a little bit out of your way. About 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Well, well right if you're speeding, probably nine. Uh, you go over, uh, you know, Route uh, 202 uh, down the mountain to Hampton Ponds. Right. Come past the uh, 7Bs. All the way through Montgomery. Right. And then you go all through Wyburn and, and all that stuff, and you go over the hill, and boom, you're in Huntington. Especially now, if, if you're going 90 miles an hour, you get there pretty quick. Right. And if you just stop by uh, 7Bs, you can tell them Steve Nagel's entry, yes, and you might just get something hey, for boy, it. Well, you'll get entered to win uh, ski passes to an area ski resort. Oh, well, there you go. And you can pick up your gift cards. If you buy $50, you get $10. If you buy $100, you get $20. Well, it's, it's a great a, deal, it's Steve. It's a great Christmas card deal going on at 7Bs. Makes a perfect stocking stuffer. Uh, are you short on your meat this year? Uh, no. I actually have, uh, I have stocked up on my favorite cuts. Larry Katz, owner of Arnold's Meats in Chickabee and East Longmeadow, needed more than 200 cases of pre-cooked bacon. But when the order arrived to his market, it had only 10. That was all his supplier could provide. Meanwhile, the price of lamb is skyrocketing, Katz said. Medium-sized chicken wings are in short supply and highly sought after. While flank steak prices were down last week, ribeye shot up. 
Uh, 70-year-old cats and other owners of uh, markets, butcher shops and grocery stores are finding tremendous uncertainty in the meat market. Right. Now, the the place that I go for meat, I'm not going to name names because that's not, uh, you know, that's not the, the way I want to do it. Yeah. But uh, I ordered my uh, Christmas uh, rib roast, you know? Yeah. I want to make a prime rib for uh, for Christmas. And I was told, yeah, we'll order it for you, but it's going to cost you. And I'm like, you know what? Christmas comes but once a year. How expensive could it ever possibly be? Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be a big mystery when the price tag comes around. Well, they don't uh, they didn't give you like a how much per pound? I mean, you can kind of figure it out if you I get don't 10 think they, pounds of meat. I don't think they, think they wanted to tell me, and I'm not so sure I wanted to know. But that it, it's going to be a big, expensive cut of meat. I, uh... I really didn't notice there was a difference between, like, types of prime rib. Like, you can get prime rib. Yeah. Uh, like, pretty much anywhere. Uh, but some of it tastes like sawdust. It not depends all, on... Yeah, not all prime yeah. rib is prime cut. And that's why sometimes... All prime rib is meat, but not all prime... All meat is prime rib. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and I find that sometimes, depending on where you go and how they prepare it... That yeah. uh, that the rib roast is sometimes the Pringles of the uh, of the beef world. Like I'd much rather have like a like a, a well done ribeye than you know an inadequately done prime rib. Well, isn't a ribeye part of the prime rib? It is, but when you're roasting it as opposed yeah. to grilling it, it yeah. doesn't all. It's not a complicated thing to do, but I find that sometimes if I get a prime rib at a re- at a restaurant, yeah, I'm woefully disappointed by it, and because I don't know why. Well, you got to go to the right place. That's you do. What I said everybody's got a different supplier. I got a different right. supplier and a different <laughs> recipe and a different way of making it. I can't mention where I get my meat from because the guy doesn't want any more business. He doesn't? No, I've uh, I've I've mentioned it uh, a couple of years ago, and then uh, he was like, "I don't tell anybody about this place." <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds like he's, sounds like he's well, begging for it. Well, almost. they're busy enough, but they make all these delicious things yeah. that go along with the meat. You know, you can get the pre-made dinners and stuff like that. Yeah, see, I don't want to. I don't want to draw a whole lot of extra attention to the Village Martin Hamden. Oh, oh damn, damn! I just did, did you it. Say that? Yeah, I just did it. Anyway, yeah. So I'm. Uh, I don't know what it's going to cost me, and uh, it may it may mean that one of my kids doesn't go to school next year. But that's uh, listen. It's okay. No big deal. But again, Christmas comes but once a year. Yeah, and that prime rib comes but once a year into my house. Did I? Uh, did I tell you I got the meat slicer? Really? I wound up getting a meat slicer. I finally, after years of hounding this guy for uh, the meat slicer and then me ignoring him for years. Really? Yeah, it was like one of those things where, like, yeah, it's a good idea on paper, but you live so far away from me yeah. that, you know, it's a pain in the ass to go and get this thing. Now, it does, well, I, I finally got it. Now, are you going to, like, buy, like, uh, like full things of bologna and, and start slicing meats that way? Oh, we're going to have a we're gonna have a meat party. Really? Yeah. Huh. What a cut. I, I don't want to invite, just invite myself because you know, that would that wouldn't well, be uh, that would know, be right. Uh, but we could do an employee lunch here, and I could uh, be slicing ham uh, left and right. Yeah, that would be great. My cold cuts are falling into my foot bath. So that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Where'd you get that story? Where'd you get that story? I bought it off John for eight bucks. Well, how I much did you I pay got, for it? I think I got ripped off. Um, you know, I once sliced a, a piece of salami so thin you couldn't even see it. Well, how do you know it's there? Well, I guess I just assumed. 
I was just, you know, the funny thing is, I was watching that episode like a week before I got this meat slicer. <laughs> and my 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 oldest is getting into Seinfeld now, right? Because I'm sick of watching Friends. Sure. I don't know which can that, happen. What is that obsession with these kids in the '90s? Shows I don't. Now? I don't know. So I'm like, if you're gonna watch a '90s show, at least watch uh, you know Seinfeld. So I'm showing her all my favorites. You know. Okay. Uh, and uh, one of them was the meat slicer. So then when I brought the meat slicer home last week, she goes, well, now we got to get a cat and lock it behind a door. <laughs> I was like, good for you for picking up the reference. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I said the same thing. I'm like, I can slice stuff those thin. You can't even see it. And she goes, well, how do you know it's there? Because <laughs> I, I just assumed. I get oh, my kids into great. all the good stuff. That's good. That's, a, that's anyway. good. But uh, supply chain issues have crept into seemingly every corner of the world economy. And as the COVID-19 pandemic has touched uh, harvesting, manufacturing, shipping, and all other steps that bring products to a customer's home, costs have jumped across a wide variety of inter- industries. You know, I'm just reading this story about Hobby Lobby now offering $18.50 an hour to start at Hobby Lobby. Okay. But the problem is rent has gone up, meat has gone up, oh, yeah. everything has gone up. So you're really not closing the gap. You know, um, restaurants have got it real rough because, you know, they, they completely rely on on supply and, and workforce. They, I mean, without it there, there's nothing. There, there, there is no business without those two things. And, you know, you're finding some, you know, restaurant owners – having no other choice but to increase prices just to keep up yeah. with the cost of of the supplies. I mean, like beef prices, chicken, fish, it's all up. All of it. And it ain't stopping going no, up. No, it's so, still going you know, up. So for me, if I go to a restaurant and the prices you know in, increase, I can't feel entirely too bad about it because I realize, you know, they're struggling – you know, worse off than most people, right? Because I mean, they're so dependent on on stuff being available. Well, plus uh, you see wages being increased because they can't find enough people to work at these places either. Yeah. Uh, while many companies are offering bonuses or higher pay as a way to lure and keep workers, a Central Florida business is offering a drawing for two brand new and mortgage-free homes, Mechanical One, which provides air conditioning and plumbing for new developments. Is planning to hold the next uh, hold the drawing next December. President and CEO Jason James told the told the Orlando Orlando Sentinel, uh, "My passion is really trying to reinvent employee appreciation." James said, "Our business model is really if we take care of our people, they're going to do more for us than any marketing budget." The company has brought two lots uh, for the three bedroom, two bath homes and has set aside a five hundred thousand dollar budget for the project. That's not a bad idea. No, no, but. You know, the problem is that that uh, the problem is that can only be so many winners for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not well, like there's only two. Yeah, I know, but it's like I mean, there's probably two two winners, but probably like you know ten thousand people that would like a free house. And True. Then you, you, all of a sudden, you got nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight people that aren't very happy about that. But you gotta you gotta start out uh, you gotta start out somewhere. Maybe uh, more of these companies can start giving out homes. Now, do people have to pay all the taxes on that? Because, um, you know, that'll run you. Well, I'm sure you'd have to pay. Yeah, you'd probably have to pay because somebody's gifting you a $250,000 home. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, charges are expected soon for a Minnesota grocery cart delivery worker accused of driving over sacks of food meant for an elderly couple because she was angry about their sign supporting law enforcement. Police say the incident happened December 6th after the couple ordered $50 worth of groceries to be delivered to their home in North Twin Cities suburb of Blaine. The driver allegedly scribbled a note on the receipt that called the police uh, racist pigs. Investigators say a pro-police sign was in the front yard of the home but did not describe it. Mm. The couple received a full refund from Instacart, which said it fired the delivery driver. Steve, I don't mean to interrupt the news, but yeah. uh, this uh, special bulletin just came uh, to my attention. Uh, Suzanne Summers was on Step by Step, not Boy Meets World. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Well, you know, it's important because there are some people who are who are probably going online right now to stream Boy Meets God World, and they're it. not going to see Suzanne Summers ever because she didn't do a, even a single guest shot on that show. You know, somebody texted me that like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And then I didn't have a chance to respond to him. But uh, he also said... Uh, that step, you know, that was step. But Topanga was the hot one on Boy yeah. Meets World. Yeah, uh, yes, and she uh, she grew up to be uh, quite fetching too. Yes, she did. Danielle Fischel. Yeah, now played she, Topanga. Now she's on. She was on the with Girl Meets World. Yes, she's the mom. She's the mom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, she's. I mean, she's not. Uh, she's no Suzanne Summers. That's she's no right. Suzanne Summers. I mean, Suzanne Summers in her prime was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't really know what you're You don't saying. know what I'm saying. You can't even hear the tone of my voice. No, I can't. I don't really know what you're getting at. Uh, what are you getting at? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Right? You know no, what I, I, don't, do? I don't. I don't. Really oh, yeah. I, I don't know what you're saying. Hey, uh, how what was the youngest age you drove a car? The youngest age I drove a car. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say probably 15. A uh, five-year-old boy in uh, Kingston, Ontario, just wanted to get a new toy for his sister. The problem was he took the family car to do it. Oh, uh, boy. Ontario uh, uh, police say they received a call about a suspicious vehicle at around 7.20 a.m. Monday from a neighbor. The vehicle had come to rest in a hayfield. When police arrived, they found the very young driver who said that he wanted to go to the store and buy a pink toy tractor for his little sister. Ah, you're an adorable little scant. It's a nice thing to do. The child was not hurt, and the car sustained only minor damage. Police confirmed the parents are not facing any charges. The message from police uh, to be aware of kids' whereabouts and to ensure that the car keys are kept out of the reach of children. Now, uh, just so I'm uh, clear on this, uh, Five is how many years before the eligibility of an actual driver's license? Uh, usually, roughly around uh, eleven or twelve. Yeah, years. I see. Yeah, yeah. okay. Before All right. Able to drive a car. Just making sure. Um, I wish my kids would drive my car. Let me tell you something. Like, take the key. Uh, you, oh, we're out of milk. We'll go get some. You know, by the time my uh, my kids were eligible to drive, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know living a different world and at the, at the point but once they were able to drive i found that i didn't have to drive nearly as much and in a way in a perverse weird way i never expected i actually missed driving them around you know once the once the fun ended it was like yeah, well, before before they got their license, like, oh my god, these kids—they gotta get their license. I'm so sick of driving them around. And then all of a sudden, they—I—I I don't have to drive them around. And then I'm thinking, you're useless. Really, kind of wish how could you be driving them around right now? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, it's like when you're younger, when you're like, uh, let's say you're in your early twenties. Yes. You're single, right? 
got the world by the balls. Yes. And you're thinking of all these great things that are going to happen to you in your life. That's right. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to get that first big job. Or I can't uh, wait to make my first uh, $100,000 or something, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, tell, tell me what that feels like when it actually happens. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, you know, people uh, dream about things. But then as you get involved in life, your goals change, you know? True. All of a sudden, uh, you turn 21. That's it. Drinking's done. Mm -hmm. What's the next milestone? Turn 25 when your car insurance rates go down. Right. Uh, and then what? Then you uh, have, well, then you got to get past 27 when uh, you know, like all the big rock stars die. And then you, yeah, and then you get married. Yep. And then uh, you have children. And then uh, you wait. Oh, I can't wait till these kids are uh, stop uh, using diapers. And then there's something else that you gotta yeah. worry about. But then you know, but uh, you also find that uh, like you want to you want to feel old all of a sudden. Yeah. Today is Sophie's final day of college. That is crazy. It's her final. She's done with college as of today. She finished very quickly. She finished a semester early. Wow. She crushed college. Hey, I did that too. I did uh, college in three and a half years. Yeah, I did mine in five and a half years. Well, I didn't want to learn too much too quick. I didn't have that kind of money. I was on the opposite scale. Uh, I wanted to uh, go slow. She went to uh, she went fast. Today's her final day. You know what? It's like uh, once they're gone, you don't really uh, you don't really be you, you don't fully prepare yourself for that empty nest. That's uh, that is a real thing. Does she have to wait until June to graduate or May or whenever they do the yeah, ceremony? Yeah, she she uh, there's no official graduation ceremony in December, so she's going to she'll walk in the uh, in the spring. Can you get the degree though? Can you they give you the degree all printed? It's a good up? question. I don't I don't know if they hold I mean, it back or what they do. For the amount of money you <clears throat> spend on a school, you think they could print up the piece of paper saying, "Here, this is your completed uh work. No, yeah, that'll cost you money. Everything costs you extra money. I could go back to Westfield State and get a new degree that says university on it versus college. Do you need to do that? I don't know. Maybe I need to apply for jobs soon, so I might need that uh, kind of uh, uh, you know encouragement. I don't know, Steve. You've you've already got your career seemingly all planned ahead of you. Yes, but if the career is, uh, doesn't work out the way you had it planned, like I was just talking about, uh, you never know what you're going to have to do. Oh, Steve, I'm sure you'll handle it just I fine. I don't know about. That. I'm sure you'll handle it. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny to start, then cloudy.